Okay, let's talk Ooh. to Mark, let's talk to Mark Sham. Now, Mark Sham, in case you don't know, I'll tell you, he's a passionate man. He he gets into everything that he gets involved in a hundred percent. If it isn't suits and sneakers, as the founder, he's passionate about entrepreneurship, education, even speaking. And most recently, he's become, as many of us have during lockdown, very passionate about this SA Citizens Unite. Essentially, it's a call to action. Simple message, if you don't like where South Africa is right now, then send the president a tweet with a hashtag or email him, but use the Citizens Unite, SA Citizens Unite, uh, as the hashtag to connect all the tweets and tell him what change you want. Tweet him all day. Be heard. I just don't know if this guy's listening. Hi, Mark. I'm well. How are you? Nice to see you, dude. What's been happening? Yeah, it's been a, I've, I'm learning more and more that I hate politics. It just seems to impact every facet of my life. <laughs> yeah, and, and not in a positive yeah. way, right? I mean, no, yeah. one, no one's ever gone. You know, what I wanted in my life was more politics and more politicians. <laughs> and then they've have been happy from that point on. Never. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on. I mean, actually, you know, I watched some of your stuff uh, earlier in lockdown, Gareth, to be honest with you. Uh, I watched the uh, discussion that you had with that activist, uh, not to rehash old wounds. And, no, no, I don't, I don't know. I, think, I, I don't, think I don't just, have the wounds, by the way. He does. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, for everyone else. No. Um, all the triggered trolls on the internet. But I think, you know, I'm just like you, I'm just an, a, a concerned citizen. I just don't like where things are at. And it isn't my nature to sit around and just moan about it, but then do nothing. So, Jared, this is where I find myself. Yeah, and, and you are, you know, you're, you're utilizing the tools that you have, and you have certain skills and talents, and that's what you're putting to work here. Now, I'm not going to be one of those interviewers who says to you, ah, oh, this isn't going to work, and you're wasting your time, because that's what all of them have said to you so far, right? Oh, why are you bothering with this? Nothing's going to happen, because that's what South Africans do. We all go, well, because I don't feel empowered. I'm going to try and make other people not feel empowered. It seems like there's a South Africanism in the way we break each other down, and we never manage to stand together. Now, if SA Citizens Unite means anything, it means let's all stop that shit and find a reason to actually rally together for a cause that we all believe in. We have a country that we have to save from certain death. Yeah, I, you hit the nail on the head. I think it's a few things. So. The campaign where I try to get people to send an email to the president was just one thing. And actually, what I learned over time was that the email wasn't actually for the president. It was for people to use as a tool to, to practice taking a step against apathy. Right. You know, well, the people that will tell you well, this that is, the this people is why spend you, more time. You brought up that interview I did with 3D Tlabi and that other guy. And the reason that they had me on was because I'd written an open letter to the president. By the way, that was two weeks into lockdown when everybody else was being a good, obedient citizen and doing exactly what the president told them to. And I was saying, guys, there's, there's just a warning bell going off here. This is going to impact on our liberties. This is going to impact on the economy. And everybody thought I was being an asshole. And you wrote an open letter similarly. And, and the more of us that do this, the better. I saw Herman Mashaba's written one which is getting huge traction on the internet at the moment, I feel like the zeitgeist, the feel in the community in South Africa generally, is very much on the side of people like you and Herman Mashaba. So that, that open letter really actually impacted me because you know, I follow your stuff quite closely. And I had a slightly different take in that I was kind of just observing your letter did impact me. And then I started just writing a lot of stuff on my public page on Facebook, which got quite a bit of traction. Almost immediately after what you wrote, I, I, I started thinking about the lockdown just logically and it stopped making sense to me. Yeah. 
And, you know, even then people didn't like it. And I get why people, there's this, we have to be on one side or the other. We can't say this virus is lethal, but the lockdown doesn't make sense. You almost have to pick a side and you're wrong. If you, if you just say, well, the virus is deadly, but you know, we should also um, end lockdown. Well, then people don't seem to have that discerning nature. (laughs) They're unable to put the two together. Like that you can't have two ideas in your head at the same time. Yeah. And so anyways, I think this, this for me is just a simple, I don't like where South Africa is at by the numbers. I think we tend to get very emotional. And some of the things that I really like that you do is that you will attack things from a factual perspective. So if someone comes up right now and says to me, you're a racist for saying that you, that we are in an abusive relationship with the ANC, I'll say, well, maybe that's your perspective, but my perspective is based on numbers, facts, and figures. For example, is it a good or bad thing that unemployment was at 20% or 22% in 2008? after the financial crisis, and now it's at 30% before COVID. You tell me, good or bad? How about crime rates going up no, over but, the last 10 years? See, <clears throat> this is an argu- you, you, no, this is an you, argument I often have with people, is they prioritize their feelings over yes. what's actually happening. And not only is that self-harming, because it means that you're going to make decisions based on your feelings. And remember, you could wake up in the morning, and you might not be feeling great because you've got a headache. And you make decisions on that day which – inevitably lead you in the wrong direction just because you had a headache. You're trusting your feelings. Now, don't get me wrong. You you should trust your feelings. Everybody has a gut instinct, and sometimes that gut instinct helps, and sometimes it, it harms and hinders. But to trust that, to go with that flow, rather than actually looking at what information there is, and this information is available to everybody, by the way. You can go onto government websites you can see what the transmission rates are, what the active cases are, but no one's paying attention to that. They just eat up whatever fear-mongering they read on the Internet, and usually what they see on television because they're too lazy to even bother to go and look at the actual numbers. Now, you either have facts and feelings, which is an acceptable place to be, or you just go with feelings, which is not acceptable. And going with facts is also a little bit dangerous, but certainly going with your feelings and how you feel about something is only important to you. Yeah, I mean, you spot on. I couldn't have said it better. And I think there's two sides to it. You and I could probably spend an hour talking about why I'm like, we are collectively frustrated and some of the things that are wrong and how they've come about. But then the other side of the hashtag SA Citizens Unite is to get people out of that apathetic state where they moan and do nothing and do something. So when I said to people, please, will you just take a little bit of time to write to the president? I was half trying to do it to get other people to practice a vote against apathy, like right. get up and do something. Now, today it might be write an email to the president and maybe he reads it and maybe he doesn't. It's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point is that's the little, people always say, well, what could I do? Well, that's something that you could do. So I'm trying to find little campaigns and big campaigns that people can at least, when people go, well, I don't know what to do. Because I think of the flip side that people don't, like, it's, it's fair to appreciate that people get frustrated because as one person, it is difficult. What do you actually do? Yeah. But when you kind of come together in real numbers, well, I think it does Mark, change things. At least that's the, the shot. I said at the beginning of this that I'm not going to do what probably every other interviewer you've spoken to about your campaign in the last while has done, and that is knock it down and say it's not going to work because they can't wait to do that. But you need to understand also, and this is a powerful piece of – you talk about the numbers. It's not a majority of people who ever get things done. A majority of people usually are a bunch of people who are just going with the flow. I mean, what happened in Germany in the 1930s was a minority of people who were hugely passionate about 
the Nazis, right? And they took over that whole country. Most Germans didn't even know who Hitler was until he was already chancellor. It's not a majority of people in the world who lead the narrative on on what's going on in America and and, and leftist uh, politics there. It's a small minority of people. It's never a majority of people on Twitter who are spewing hatred and vitriol and doxing people. It's always a small minority. A minority can be tremendously powerful. So if you get enough critical mass, and that might be 20 people, it might be 100 people, it doesn't need to be 20 million people. That's enough to get things moving. And if you if you can get 10 people to write letters to Cyril, actually sit down and articulate their position. Like we do live in a country of apathetic people. They complain. They'll complain to each other in the most effortless way possible. In other words, you'll stand at a at a braai and you'll say to your friends, oh, I can't believe this government is corruption. If you ask them to actually write something down, you're never going to get a reply. Yeah. If we can if, just... And, and the, the most amazing part to me is that the people who would tell me that it's not going to work spent the same amount of energy telling me it's not going to work. Correct. Rather than just, it's like, why don't you rather just go to bed at night, sleep peacefully, knowing you did something rather than nothing? But to your point around history, and I know how much you love your history, that is a really valid point. Um, so I'm just, you know, the message I'm trying to get across to people constantly, and that's why I appreciate you giving a little bit of airtime to it is, we just, let's be aware of what the problems are. I'm trying to give a balanced view on these things. I'm not actually trying to character assassinate the ANC or government at large. I just keep telling people, I have a specific disdain for the actions and the track record. That's what I'm going Correct. on. And if you feel the same, let's do something about it. And the campaigns that we put forward don't even have to be ours. So if Gareth Cliff comes out tomorrow, for example, I've seen you share a few things around lift the ban. That is something I would absolutely support. It doesn't have to be mine. I'm simply saying, look, Gareth is saying something around lift the ban. Here's the reasons why he's saying it. We should jump behind that. Yeah. And I'm just trying to act as that proxy. Well, dude, I think that the, as I said earlier, the zeitgeist is with you. I think that most people are sick to death of seeing bad decisions made on their behalf that affect their lives in adverse ways. We're all just trying to make a living. We're all trying to make our lives better, the lives of our children, our family, and our friends better. It doesn't seem like it's that much of an ask for people to join a movement that will help them achieve that. If you are apathetic and you don't care about this stuff, or you're listening to Mark now going, yeah, let's let the other people fight. You cannot have a share in the future if that's how you feel. And you actually just have to accept whatever comes your way. And we now live in a world where we have all these like available technologies at our disposal. I was listening to a little bit of your show before, right? Yeah. It's a double-edged sword in terms of what you can do with Facebook. But the reality is that we can use it as a tool. We could rally it. You can't press the share button on a TV screen. But when Gareth puts out a letter and he says, I don't like this, and you resonate with it, you can use, you can add your voice to it. Well, that. if you look how stupidly think- people share stuff that doesn't matter, like you'll share, you know, your opinion about Jada and Will Smith. <laughs> but you won't share your opinion about your own state of being in your own country at a time where we need to hear your voice? What kind of a wastrel are you that you're sitting around and jumping in on conversations that absolutely do not affect you? Free Britney, um, Will, Will and Jada, um, Donald Trump. These are things that don't affect you and I on a daily basis nearly as much as what's going on in South Africa right now. And you've got a bloody cheek to be able to press that share button on that bullshit 
and not in the stuff that matters. So to, exactly right. I, I echo your sentiment exactly. And part of what I've tried to do with the SA Citizens Unite campaign is I see it as my responsibility to educate people on these matters equally. Okay. So you will hear me talk about the government. You will hear me frequently say, I don't like this or I don't like that. And then you will almost always hear me flip around and say, well, I also think that we have apathy in enormous amounts, mm-hmm. or I think that we attack people's characters instead of attacking their actions, or, or it's okay to just want better for your life. Like, how crazy is it that you and I get attacked for when we're saying, not I want white South Africans' lives to be better, oh. I want all South Africans' lives to be better. No, how can you say things like that? Like, it's almost like we've got the South Africanism that you speak about. We're not allowed to want better. It's madness to me. Well, I think it, it's the way people have been raised. I think it's the, the trauma of our past, which is not to be you know, smirked at. It's a serious thing. But I, I, if we don't break out of this at some point, we're always going to be victims. And if you're always victims, you can never claim the crown. You can never make your life better. You will always be under someone's foot. Because once a victim, always a victim. Yeah, it is exactly right. So this is where I'm at. You know, the, if I were to right. leave the message with people, it's like, I'm just a South African citizen. What would be the, the, what would be the, what would be the best case scenario for action coming off, out of this? What would you like to see? So I've been giving it a deep thought. I think there are a lot of movements happening simultaneously, as you pointed out. There are people organizing marches. There are people doing all these things. I, I just, for me, I think the march is great. But I, but I think that the one march isn't going to solve it. So I just, all I know is that South Africans have to get their hands dirty on a, in a variety of ways. Because to your point, if you want to live here in 5, 10, 20 years' time, it's, it's more the apathetic nature that I want to educate people against than anything. So I don't care what you do, do something. March, yeah. withhold your tax if you really want to, uh, join other people's campaign. Do whatever, just do something. Don't do nothing. And I think what, what happens with free market principles is that eventually we find good enough ideas and we run toward them. And good ideas will come out. Yeah. I, I, what do you I, think, Eric? I'd love to hear. What do you, what, how, do, how do you think people should take action? Because this is the thing that I've been dude, rolling around in my head. I'll tell you what I can't do is I, I've never been a protester. Okay, I, I'm not going to go out onto the streets and hold up a placard. Uh, I think that is just such a waste of time. There have got to be better ways of doing things in 2020. And I do believe that civil disobedience is one of those things. I mean, we've proven it. We did it with the e-tolls. Do you remember? People just exactly re- right. people in this country can do the right thing, and we can get government to listen, and we can say "fuck you," and they have to listen because we just stopped paying for the e-tolls. We did that. We brought the whole system to its knees. To date, they've been unable to prosecute one of us because if they prosecute one of us, we all go to jail. We all go to to court with them, and and therefore e-tolls is probably the best example of when these things work. Withhold your money, withhold your support. And make it clear that you have a point of view. If every South African just goes and in a tweet, it's what, 240 characters? Just go and share your actual opinion. Don't retweet someone else. Don't say something that sounds like you might be on either side. Actually put your stake in the ground and say, this is what I believe. I think the ANC are fabulous and I'm backing them 100%. And everything they've done during lockdown and to combat coronavirus has been marvelous. And I love them. Say that. I dare you. And if you don't have the balls to say that because you don't believe that, then say the opposite. Say that you think it's been a colossal clusterfuck from day one and you believe it's time for us to have new leaders because these ones are not fitting the bill.
but have the balls to say it. Don't keep expecting Mark Sham to say it or Herman Mashaba. So I, I really believe in groundswells, especially with technology. For the first time in history, you put out that perspective and other people share your perspective. You start to create this sentiment and this opinion shift. And I think that's to your point, what's happening already. That's why people are getting so frustrated. It's because for the first time we can share our voices quite openly and then that impacts other people. And the, the masses eventually aren't stupid. The message gets across. So I agree. If for nothing else, put your point across, say how you feel. That would be great. But then I would challenge you one further. Just pick something. I think and I sound like an idealist. Do something connected to the moan. In other words, if that connected something is you feed someone for the day, I don't care what it is. It's about you practicing a vote against apathy. Apathy just means I'm going to moan, but I'm going to do nothing. Stop fucking doing nothing. The end. <laughs> All right. So here are some of the points that you've listed in your video. Number one, the economy has been stagnant for a decade. South Africans are poorer now than they were 10 years ago. All of us. Number two, the very stats that the government provides tells us crime levels are up in almost every sector, including murder, gender-based violence, rape, and hijackings. So we're also less safe. We're poorer, we're less safe. Unemployment has gone from 22% to 30%. You know, 20, 22% back in 2008, now it's 30%. So we also have less jobs and less opportunities. So young people are being churned out of places like university which we, we realize that like, education is important. People are trying to get their kids into schools and universities where they can improve their lives. But then no one's thinking about what happens after that because, sure, you come out of university, you've got a degree. Then what? You can't go with a degree and sit under a tree and money just lands in your lap. You have to find a job, and there are less jobs than there were 10 years ago. So no jobs, no money, no uh, security. Irregular government expenditure was 62 billion rand in the last fiscal year. This is what you said. That's 11 billion up from the year before. This is people stealing what little money there is. And if you think that's okay, you're obviously one of the people on the receiving end, which means you should go to jail. And then probably my favorite. And I mean, you just, you have to be half a human being to feel for the fact that we create a COVID relief fund. And then people steal from that fund. So you don't have to be a genius to drive around lately and just see the desperation in people. For me, maybe I'm looking, maybe I'm looking for it, but I swear to God, it's like people, when you stop at a traffic light, people are, are like, please, I'll do anything for it. Just, I need to eat. There's a desperation. Yeah. Yeah. You have stolen from those people. I mean, come on, guys. Why are we even having this discussion? It's great. It's, it's madness to me. All right. Listen, good luck, man. I really appreciate your, your help, just even in the form of this, um, this bit of airtime. And I'd love to have you on the return leg, but I'll chat to you about that privately. I just think yeah. the more people get educated, the better. Thanks so much, guys. All right, Mark. Very good. Mark Sham, everybody. You can go to hashtag SA Citizens Unite to find out more, and you can follow him on all his social media handles, Mark Sham, M-A-R-K-S-H-A-M. Find out more by following him. Cliffcentral.com.